The IDP Pro Players Pod on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. And right now when you bet $100 at WinBet, you get a $100 free bet on the house. So head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Welcome back to the IDP Pros Podcast. My name is Johnny the Greek. I am joined with the senior IDP analyst for the SGPN Network, my good friend and known Ohio State Buckeyes fan, Mr. Gary Van Dyke, the IDP tipster himself. Gary, what's happening? It's like you knew, man. I mean, I, I got the Buckeyes on my mind right now. It's it's going great. You can't beat it. It's week 10, and we're we're rolling up to these fantasy football playoffs. It's time to split those IDP hairs. Yes, sir. Yeah, it's crunch time. So, uh, you know, we're going to hopefully get you some info to help you get into playoffs this week. And we got a whole bunch of wild stuff that happened. So uh, let's get into it. We're going to start with the NFC and AFC North and the Bears, where uh, we found out the big answer this week. The replacement for Roquan Smith is Jack Sanborn. Played 88% of snaps, had seven solo tackles. As expected, Nicholas Morrow shot up to 100% of snaps. And beyond that, the other piece of news I saw, uh, corner Kendall Vildor shot down to 4% of snaps. I did not see why, but it doesn't really matter for this audience. Uh, Gary, thoughts? Jack Sanborn and Morrow seeing the uptick. What do you think? Uh, looking at the splits, he only played like, uh, I think it was 65% of the um, passing downs, third, fourth downs, whatever it was. Yeah, we, we were pretty well right. He, he padded the box pretty well with mainly being a two-down run stopper, it looks like. Maybe Morrow stayed in coverage over on the weak side. and uh, I think we had that one right, but uh, I'm not going to look at his grade or anything. The guy's going to be productive. He's definitely an option for the rest of the season here. It's not like he killed it. You know what I mean? He didn't pull off like 12 combined tackles. So we'll, we'll keep an eye on it. Right. And just for the record, Morrow only had four combined tackles last week. So right. it wasn't it, the game script itself wasn't really run heavy. It was Miami and they, they were throwing to Tyreek and uh, Waddle a billion times, not running the ball. So uh, that's just uh, I mean, he's definitely an option, just productive by default. We know yep. he's going to play right. Warm body playing almost 90 percent of snaps. What more do you need at linebacker? We'll take it. All right, let's move on to the Bengals, who got the bye this week. Last week against Carolina, they absolutely annihilated them to the point where the lead starter who had the most playing time was Von Bell. With 80% of snaps, he sat the entire fourth quarter, essentially. This hurt IDP production across the board because it was over by halftime. I think it was like 35 zip at halftime. So a Mm -hmm. lot of these guys sat and didn't get their normal snaps. So that kind of killed IDP production overall. But beyond that, there weren't any issues. Everyone was healthy. Everyone played their normal snaps or would have if it wasn't a blowout. So anything on Cincy? I'm just going to bring up that trade I shared with you. I finally got rid of Isaiah Simmons, remember? <laughs> you know? yep. And I added Epps to him. And what else did I add? I added uh, another depth linebacker, I don't know, just for Von Bell for this matchup to the guy that I was going up against. He's having a good season, so... Anyways, it was just a swing for the fence. Von Bell got me, what, two points? Oh, man. That, hey, Von Bell's been solid the rest of the year, and how could you know that it would be that much of a bloodbath that uh, 
you know, he'd lose all that playing time. Oh, yeah. And it was a hot matchup on paper, but went left. And it's what happens. That's it. The best we can do is get guys that normally play as many snaps as possible and are in a good production, a good position to produce. And that's it. The rest is up to the fantasy gods. All right. So that's the Bengals. They'll have a quiet week this week with the bye. Lions uh, are the next team, and they definitely had some news. Malcolm Rodriguez was injured, came back into the game, re-injured the same, I think it was arm, went back out and is on a, I believe it's week-to-week injury. Derek Barnes is the replacement. Derek Barnes came in, had some decent production. Uh, so he'll assume that at Malcolm Rodriguez's role. That was the first shakeup. Okay, and the other piece of big news here was Kirby Joseph, who was concussed this week. He was replaced by Will Harris, but uh, had a pretty good PFF grade before that. Gary, thoughts on this? If this is a long-term injury, I mean, it's a concussion, so he's probably going to be out this next week, and then he'll be back. Any interest in Will Harris this week? Not so much. I mean, I've had so much focus on Kirby Joseph. I mean, would you believe that if you went and looked at his PFF grade right now, he's got an 83 this dude is actually on film. He He's making the spell ash plays. He's getting it done. He's in the right position at the right time. I'm looking at, at him if he's playing. I do know these are great matchups for these safeties in this next couple of uh, matchups. Uh, I actually, you know, I, I, I told guys it was using the rolling waiver wires on, on the app about Joseph a while back, and they've been enjoying that pr- in production. But I would, you know, I just thought it was like a rest of season thing. You got Tracy Walker sitting there. I think this whole situation really brings up questions in the future of who's going to be starting in the secondary. And it's been two productive safety positions. And we know Elliott's going to be one. He just got paid big to be there. Mm-hmm. I think he got paid pretty big. I'm interested to see what's going to happen for the rest of the season. Has Phil, if Will Harris is the default starter, yeah. I mean, productive by default. He couldn't hold on to the job too well. He wasn't real productive in this position before. He's been a better corner for them than he has safety. Mm, yep, that's true. And speaking of corner, uh, Amani Awarie was benched this week, played 1% of snaps. So big old shakeup at corner. Uh, but, you know, we've seen this before out of the Lions. They did this earlier this year with, uh, who is that other safety? The uh, Juju Hughes that, that played for a week and, got blown away on a coverage and they just benched him. So uh, this is not new for them. Right. Uh, I'm looking at Charles Harris too. He made his debut last week. I believe it was after coming off injury after multiple weeks, kind of came in there quietly. And I don't think the matchup was really there. So I didn't talk too much about it, Um, but uh, he had a nice little game and he's actually got a nice little contest this week, I believe against Chicago. Mm -hmm. So, Hutchison should too. Uh, would like to see him, you know, get a little bit more consistency rolling there. You know, uh, his he's. But uh, as far as Charles Harris, he he's definitely a waiver wire option this week. Right, right. And what's nice about him is there's a lot of places where he's a combo guy. He's like a linebacker uh, de. So that's pretty good. That that helps with flexibility. And then uh, Hutchinson. I hear you, man. I wish he was more consistent, but he's had a couple three sack games this season. And it's like, man, that's that's tough to sit if that's going to happen every once in a while, you know? Right. And this is a matchup. Like I said, it's if you're looking for a home run, he's definitely got that upside in this one. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. Looking at this the other day, the Bears offensive line allows um, 
a lot of sacks, a lot of pressures. It's they're not not good. <laughs> right. I can tell you what, I'll be staring hard at Charles Harris's DraftKings line on sacks. There you go. Yeah, a little money move right there. Moving on to the Browns. Uh, so the big news here is Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa, who was out the last time, last time these, uh, this team played, had, did not practice this entire week, did not practice today. We're recording this Wednesday. Uh, and Taki Taki seems to have kind of solidified himself as the other starter alongside Deion Jones to the point where even Yahoo and other platforms I'm on have fixed their projections and given Taki Taki like starting linebacker projections. Do you think that's the case or do you think we get this uh, Browns back and forth game we've seen most of the season? Well, I've kind of dropped a dime the last couple times we've talked about the Browns, about Taki Taki, you know, I, I think he's there to stick. Like I said, we, we were going to probably get screwed. Anyways, in this whole situation. So don't be surprised if there's another continuance, even if JOK returns of some three-headed monster. And I got a feeling Taki Taki is going to hold on to his position a little bit. I don't think we're looking at a secure situation with Deion Jones whatsoever now. I really don't. It's definitely in flux, and you're right. At the moment, I feel the most confident about Taki Taki, um, which is wild when you talk about the talent of Deion Jones and Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa. But, uh, you know, the, the stats and the playing time don't lie. Yeah, we'll, we'll see how that sticks. I mean, are they making a playoff run? Nope. So, <laughs> I mean, really, you know, I, I can sit here and tell you that the sky is blue because I want it to be, you know, but whatever. Do you put Jones out there full time? I think we're seeing that on a lot of cases. I don't think that Carolina brought Luvia back full strength. I think the reason that uh, Leonard and Okariki are splitting, I, I think this is a situation across the board. You got to look at the teams that are coming back. You're not going to take your highest paid or your brightest star or guys that was kicking ass for you and stick them right back into harm's way full force if you don't have to, and you have nothing to really win except for a better draft pick. Right, and you don't want a, a better draft pick if you're in that situation. And Carolina's doing the same thing. We'll talk about that when we get to them, but they delayed Chin coming back another week. Mm-hmm. And the, co- the coach said in the press conference uh, today, I think it was, we don't want him coming. What's there to gain by him coming back right now? Nothing. Uh, Another earlier chance for injury. Right. Right. So, yeah, we could be looking at that here. Regardless, we'll keep you guys informed. We'll let you know what happens. Okay, Packers. So, without Devondre Campbell, it was Quay Walker, 100% of snaps. We knew that. What we didn't know is it was going to be a split down, not down the middle, but somewhat close to it. Chris Barnes, 40% of snaps. Isaiah McDuffie, 24% of snaps for that other inside linebacker position. So we do not currently have a full-time guy as a waiver wire replacement. That's not great. Uh, I assume you're not interested in either. Uh, I know I'm not. I just reverted back to the same old situation before Walker. So, you know, this is not unexpected realistically. And Barnes is not an option. Yep, not at 40%. Yeah, so we can ignore that. Uh, we'll let you know if something changes, though. The other huge news here, Rashawn Gary done for the season, uh, ACL tear. And uh, it was a group effort in the replacement, so there's no waiver wire move there. Thoughts on this? Not not great, obviously. I don't see a viable replacement stepping in. Yep. That's about it. I mean, right. that pretty well sums it up. 
Yeah, and we hope he gets well soon. He's a hell of a talent. The uh, last mm-hmm. piece of Packers news here, Jonathan Abrams today was acquired by the Packers uh, in a, a either a trade or, or they picked him up after he got cut something. I just saw he went there. Uh, do you think he replaces Darnell Savage? or? Um... Nah. Shoot, this guy might be like Jalen Smith and be brought up from the practice squad somewhere towards the end or something for some depth. I don't even know. He he better be able to play some special teams as far as he's fell. I, I know, man. It's wild. He was a a star IDP safety as recent as last year, and mm-hmm. he's he's dropped this far. It's absolutely wild. One of those John Gruden guys, right? Yep, yep. So, just uh, something that caught my eye. But that be the Packers Ravens. So we got our first week of Roquan Smith. He played 76% of snaps, which is not unexpected. It was his first week there. He doesn't even know the freaking playbook yet. Had just five combined tackles, which, once again, not entirely unexpected. Plus, the Saints offense didn't do much. Patrick Queen played 96% of snaps. Thoughts on the uh, linebacker situation in uh, Baltimore? Uh, it's going to be interesting because you're probably going to mention, too, about Kyle Hamilton getting his 75% of the snaps, which is which basically to me kind of goes with the thinking I actually wrote about last week with the SGPN article. I'm curious in the end if they find a way to actually use Roquan Smith and Patrick Queen on the field a lot more together than we're expecting. I still, as you probably do, expect Smith to end up with the majority of these snaps. But don't be surprised if we see some kind of shift in that secondary because that's where Patrick Queen is actually good, is in coverage. So in the transition, it's something to keep an eye on. I don't know. It's a 50-50 for me because I think Patrick Queen still playing 96% of these snaps kind of made a little statement. But then you throw in Kyle Hamilton with the regular snaps of the rest of the secondary, and it just doesn't add up on paper. It does feel weird. Uh, it, it feels like someone got shafted, but it was no one we care about, so that's fine. Um, yeah, it, where does it stand out at? It doesn't. Right. It I, doesn't I, yeah, huh. it doesn't. It doesn't make sense. Something I did notice, though. So Geno Stone did nothing this mm-hmm. last week. So I, I talked to uh, PFF's John Macri about it, and he lined up deep the entire time, basically, and it and it killed his value, obviously. So d- does this like relate? I think it's a, I think it's a sure shot that something's changing something, yes, and you got Marcus right. Williams getting ready to come back. Yep. Now, why would you take Marcus Williams and use him exactly like you were using him at, before he got hurt? You're not going to put this guy down in the box. You're not going to put him in your blitzing and doing all that crazy extra stuff. He's probably going to do exactly the same thing and play that old free safety Marcus Williams role that he had in new Orleans where he's just back here is, you know, the last line of defense. I, mm-hmm. This could be a big turn, folks. This could be an interesting run for them. Yeah, th- there's a lot of moving parts here. So, you mm-hmm. know, there are guys that, that are going to be safe here, right? Like Roquan's going to be safe. Patrick Queen will be safe as like an LB3, maybe. Um, Kyle Hamilton, I trust 0%. When, once Marcus Williams comes back, Geno Stone should disappear. So we got a lot of moving parts. Yeah. A lot of moving parts. And if they turn around and figure out how to give Patrick Queen and Roquan Smith both 80% plus snaps, uh, this is going to be real interesting. And you you got to favor Queen and, and Smith mainly. I think this might shoot some production for any of these safeties, including yeah. Chuck Clark. Right, right. It could kill some value for those safeties. Absolutely. So we'll keep an eye on this. 
and uh, let you guys know what happens. But that is what we got out of the Ravens. Okay, Vikings, not a damn thing. No changes, no issues, no one hurt, smooth sailing. Again, like, they're one of the few teams that is just not injury-riddled and destroyed. Like, they look pretty good. Moving on to the Steelers, they were on bye last week. TJ Watt has been activated from IR. He's practicing, and he has a projection this week. So uh, do we think he plays, and uh, thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, his first week back, you got to sit here and wait and see what kind of playing time he's going to get. You can't insert him. I'm not a huge fan of this matchup to begin with against New Orleans. I think that if it's me, unless I really need that home run, I'm going to wait at least a week, let him get his feet wet again. Yeah, I, I would doubt that he gets full playing time right away. Um, right. Especially in true position, if you got him as like a defensive end, then I'd, I'd probably go for it. But as a linebacker this week, first week back, it's super iffy. You don't know if you're going to get another swing at it after this. That's true, right? He might get instantly injured again, as is tradition. It's possible, <laughs> yes. Poor guy. Picking yeah. on people, man. Picking on them. <laughs> uh, we wish him well. Um, yes, yes. Yes, <laughs> any, we do. Anything else in the Steelers? I, who the hell was it? Someone got dinged up. Um, oh, yeah. Miles, I do have some- was it Miles Jack or... I think it's some kind of late addition because earlier this morning, I didn't see anything when I was first doing app update. I had wrote about him this week. I was looking. He's got like three matchups in a row that are all really strong matchups for the inside linebacker. And this guy in some standard leagues, he's not rostered where he should be. And anybody that's starting two, three, four IDP, especially flex or something like that, balanced, Uh, You're looking for a linebacker. I believe he'll probably carry you well into the playoffs and through the playoffs because he's also been well above par uh, no matter the matchup. You know, he's not really had a bad game. Right. Yeah. Okay. I just looked uh, while you were talking there. Uh, Yeah. He was a late addition to the injury list with a knee ailment. That's Mm -hmm. all they're saying. But it doesn't sound like it's terrible. Like uh, he's got a shot to play. So just keep an eye on it. Uh, Are you ready to win some money and boost your odds? WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards are right at your fingertips with the win rewards on WinBet. Be on the lookout for the WinBet win hour each Thursday from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern time. During WinBet Win Hour, marquee games of the week will have better odds on WinBet, giving you a larger payout opportunity. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Ready to play? Sign up today and receive a special offer. Bet $100 and get a $100 free bet. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head on over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash winbet so that they know we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. This offer is subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where play through winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call one 800 522 Four seven zero zero. All righty. NFC, AFC South. Let's pick it up with the Bucks. 
where without Shaq Barrett this week, it was Joe Tyron Shoyinka with 89% of snaps and a sack. Any interest there? No, not really. I don't think it was really as impressive as, as what I'd like to have seen. It's a warm body. Right. Long shots. And if I remember right, I'm not a big fan of the matchup this week. Yeah, they got uh, Seattle in Germany. I guess what I don't like is Tyrone in this matchup. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. He's just the guy, in, in my opinion, as well. Right. Uh, I mean, that's great playing time. 89% of snaps. He's going to luck into something, but you know, it won't be anything close to consistent, I think. I think we might see them turning Levante David loose a little bit more too up front. And, you know, I'm going to take a mental note. I think we know Winfield is, has been activated, but the next time we see Neil and Edwards both on the field as the starters, and we know Neil's going to be playing in the box and he's, he's, you know, he's not capable of playing that deep free safety anymore. I think the reason we've seen Edwards have a bad game this past week. I mean, I'm just, it's just, Possibly a hot take, which you know I'm not really good at there, uh, John, but um, it's a hot take that you, you can't intertwine the tandem of Neil and Edwards like you can Winfield and Edwards. Yep. So just something to keep in mind and, you know, if it comes up again, because Winfield, this isn't the first time he's missed games this year, I don't think. Definitely been injury plagued this year. Hopefully we get him back this week. We we do know if it's not mm-hmm. him, it's Keanu Neal. So keep that in mind. Also, Carlton Davis returned from injury. Looked really good at corner. That's a great corner option. All righty. Moving on to the Colts where we got uh, Shaq Leonard and Bobby Okariki split down the middle like my butt cheeks. 54% of snaps <laughs> for Leonard. 46%. Killing me, man. <laughs> Sorry. No, and, that was a good one, man. I got like that. And a hundred percent of snaps for Zaire Franklin. So mm-hmm. yeah, I mean the, the, the playing time is moving in the right direction. It was 30 something percent, you know, the week before. It's up to 54% now. Do you do you circling back to what we talked about earlier? Do you think he gets up to a hundred percent again this year? Or do they know that their season's swirling the toilet and they just yeah. don't give give a shit? Right now you can't play either one of these guys, you know, other than Franklin, that's it. I think at this point we just wait. And if this is the case again this week, then it just confirmation, but it sure looks like it. It's enough to, you know, make me back the hell off of it. I mean, two weeks in a row, he, he should have been, we should have seen a bigger uh, increase for Leonard, if nothing else. Uh, Okariki is, his is not surprising for this fact that they also have a strong side linebacker position in this scheme. But either way, I, I was going to throw a warning out about Kitty pay. He, He's back. He, I think he enjoyed a good contest last week, but uh, I'm not so sure that he's got a favorable one this one. Yeah, who do they have this week? The Raiders. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's not ideal. What nope. what's, what scares me about Leonard, too, was if they were going to use him, last week was the week. The, right. Patri- the Patriots were a beatable team, and that offensive like style is perfect for him to be involved in trying to stop with Ramondre Stevenson, the short passes over the middle, uh, the running. Um, that's Shaq Leonard's thing. That's where he's good, stopping that stuff. And they only gave him half the snaps. That's crazy. That's a lot of money to throw back out there after you've seen it got, <laughs> got hurt really quick this year. You know, things weren't – sometimes you kind of roll with karma, I think. Yeah, and – you know, they're playing Sam Ellinger at quarterback. They, they've clearly, uh, you, you know, checked out for the year. Yeah, they sure did. 
Uh, yep, but yeah, Quidipe was back this week from injury, 73% of snaps, a sack, seven combined tackles. But as Gary said, not a great matchup this week. Just keep that in mind. He is back, though, if you need him. All right, moving on to the Falcons. Jalen Hawkins, recently back from injury, 100% of snaps. Pretty pretty good game, if I recall correctly. No other movement I saw. You got anything on the Falcons? Nope, status quo. All right. Also status quo, Jaguars, nothing, nada, same snaps, almost the same production, no movement, no issues, a model of stability, anything on the Jaguars. Uh, let's see. I think I've seen Jenkins might be. Oh, you know what? I lied. This was from Monday. I didn't update it. Rashawn Jenkins is injured. That's okay. true. Yeah. Who's right. the, who's the replacement? Other uh, looks like they're those fall back on their old faithful veteran Wingard. So, and that actually, believe it or not, he's had enough history with him as a starter and a fill in before. He's actually kind of on par. So, if you're looking for a deeper play, he's there. That's true. Andrew Wingard will be the replacement. And yeah, it looks like a concussion from what I'm reading here. So, he's right. probably out for sure this week, just the way they've treated concussions after they almost killed uh, Tua earlier this year. All right, that be the Jags. Uh, Panthers, so starters rested. I'm just going to read this verbatim, my note here. Starters rested here as well. The Bengals widened their asshole. Uh, <laughs> 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 okay, so Thompson did play 89% of snaps, though, even with them sitting a good chunk of the fourth quarter, and Luvu played 73%, so a continuation of what we've seen the last month or so. Jeremy Chin had an opportunity to return this week, but I saw that press conference today. He will not return this week, so it's another week of Miles Hartsfield. Anything caught your eye here? Other than maybe adding that same situation for Luvu, I think that they're not playing him as hard because they actually have more plans for him dynasty-wise. Pardon me, dynasty-wise for us. Yep, that's definitely true. Could or you know could be true. Um, I'm just happy Thompson's up to where he should be snaps wise. That's all I care about. Yeah, it's one of the bright spots. I do like Burns. Uh, the next few games in a row, so if you happen to be in a standard league and he's free, he's got some solid matchups. So uh, if you're looking for some bye week plays for the playoffs, absolutely. Falcons Thursday night this week. Burns should eat for sure. Uh, okay, moving on to the Texans. Christian Harris played 88% of snaps this week, so down about 12%. This was also a game that was over by the fourth quarter, so that you know is not totally unheard of. Jonathan Owens, back in our lives. Huge week. I'm still going to say it's risky, though. What do you think? Basically, they threw in the towel, what, two weeks ago? About the mm -hmm. same time they made Harris a uh, full-time starter. Right. Uh, and since then, all of the, if you look at across the board, all the guys that were getting a lot of uh, the majority of the snaps and producing prior to the towel being thrown in, it's all whacked now. And Petrie and Owens, both this past game, only played you know smaller percentage of what they normally would. Right. Uh, it's it's just not as important right now. They're rotating people. It's not a shock to me. Like I said, we talked about Owens before when he uh, got benched. They're basically Murray, I believe it was. I don't I don't know really what other to say than these guys have thrown in the towel and are just dicing up all these freaking players into these these plays, you know, giving everybody a shot. I mean, you have you know, really what else can you say? <laughs> yep. This is yeah, we actually never talked about this in the preseason, but this is true. This is something that you have to deal with in IDP a little bit more than offense, is that 
if if a team is swirling the toilet and they know it and they don't care anymore and they're just working on getting a good draft pick, they will do this. They will pull guys that we've been relying on all year and throw in a random dude to see what they got, quote unquote. Yeah, they, they started their end of the season kind of last three, four games where you just start your second and third stringers. They've started early, just rotating them in. And why put Petrie out there for 100% of the snaps in a game that you probably give a shit less if you win? Right. You're right, just exactly. hoping to find some t- talent to hold on to because if you ain't rebuilding this team, I don't know what the hell else you're doing. Exactly right. They want to get film on these guys, see how they do in a real game situation, all that jazz. Jerry Hughes is hot right now, so you gotta mm. you gotta like that matchup this week for him. Yep, we'll swing for the fence again. Yes, sir. So that be the Texans. Uh, moving on to the Saints. Big news here: Pete Werner injured. I didn't see the extent of it. I, I just know he's not likely for this week. Caden Ellis is the replacement. Pete Werner, yeah, did not practice today. That's not shocking. Um, so what do you what do you think about this? Realistically, if he's out. You got to give Ellis some credit here. Uh, He showed up a little bit last week. You know, nice little default play there. Uh, I was already on Demarius Davis. I mean, we all know his roster percentage is down in most leagues, whatever league uh, by now that what Pete Warner has. So, I mean, if he happens to be in some standard league, they have three nice matchups in a row here. Plus, like Pete Warner, it had mattered. I don't think we can put that same stamp that uh, Ellis is going to be matchup proof, but uh, I'm pretty positive that uh, this was like the linebacker unit with the best matchups for the next three weeks. Nice. There you go. So, uh, yep, that's your replacement, Caden Ellis for Pete Werner, and we'll see how long that injury lasts. Beyond that, pretty much normal. Titans, where we got another week of Andrew Adams at Safety or third safety, whatever you want to call it. There was no Amani Hooker this week, though, so that makes sense. Zach Cunningham only played 37% of snaps this week. Cunningham did not practice or even attend the walkthrough today. The Uh walkthrough, Gary. It sounds like somebody's breaking up. Yeah, it's not good. So that that elbow injury that he's had flared up, but why would you not attend the walkthrough unless you're like, legitimately not playing this week at all he was getting his ball and going home that that's true so i think Ad, andrew adams is safe this week with uh no cunningham looking likely uh and imani hooker is doubtful for the week any thoughts on this no not really ah, it's just another one of those teams I, I, to me does this mirror houston or not uh well i mean cunningham's always been uh shitty right Um, PFF grade, um, you know, never been great. So if they like Andrew Adams, I don't see why that wouldn't stick. Right. Well, I guess realistically what I comparing those two together, it just looks like a nice timeshare. They've lost Bud Dupree, but for the most part, even though it's kind of lackluster looking. Yeah. They're pretty, they're pretty good as an actual real defense too. Like they, you know, they held the chiefs to what? 20 points last week. Like that's, that's pretty good. Right. We got to keep an eye on Rashad Weaver. I think he'll come up a little bit with Bud Dupree hurt, but uh, they they desperately need a pass rush. That they do. That they do. Get your holiday shopping done early at the SGPN merch store. SGPN gear is the perfect stocking stuffer for the degenerate in your life. I really like the ugly Christmas sweater that they've got that uh, is, is actually pretty cool looking. 
Uh, what do you, yeah, what's ugly about it, man? Well, that's it, well, that's what they're called, ugly Christmas. Yeah, 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 I, yeah. It, it covers it. Yeah, it looks great. So, so from now until Thanksgiving, you can get ten percent off when you use the promo code Talis Sucks. That's stored <laughs> at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Promo code Dallas Sucks. Uh, that's quite the promo code, and clearly not true. But uh, hey, get that get get that ten percent off though. <laughs> oh, I love it when you have to read shit like that, man. It's beautiful. I love it. All right, all right. let's see. All right, oh. NFC, AFC East. Uh, let me let me take this one because you know you know I love doing this. Uh, how about them Cowboys? They were on by last week, so it's less emphatic. Um, but they were on by, so no issues. Anything on your mind with the Cowboys? Are you worried about the safety situation this week or anything like that? No, not really. Uh, Curse, I like Curse a lot for the next two or three weeks too he was a uh him and uh kirby joseph were the ones that i liked a lot for the next three weeks in this playoff run so he uh, people have forgotten about curse a little bit what he did last year and uh he he's actually out there under rostered in a few standard format that's true and we've seen consistently over the past month even with a three-headed monster he gets the most snaps week to week so he's pretty reliable all right. Beyond that, Dallas is looking good, and they do not, in fact, suck. Uh, they're six and two. Oh uh, man, you shouldn't have said it. Shouldn't have said it. That's <laughs> the first time I've heard you say something positive in that manner. Damn it! <laughs> Damn it, man! I cursed it. Now they're now they're going down the toilet. Uh, all right, moving on to the Bills, where. No Jordan Poyer this week, so we got Jaquan Johnson, not Dean Marlowe. I believe you nailed that. Um, there was some question as to whether or not Dean Marlowe, who they just brought over and had played there before, would be the replacement safety. It was not. It was Jaquan Johnson. Matt Milano did not play last week. Terrell Bernard replaced him, so that's your replacement there. And Tredavious White is set to return this week against the Vikings. Uh, thoughts on all that? Adding, I think, uh, the defensive end of Ruscio is questionable and probably out, I believe. Oh, you're right. He's out weeks, I believe it was, I right. read earlier. That's not I, good. Yeah, and I wouldn't necessarily go running to get some kind of replacement because we've already talked about how they've been healthy the whole, all the way through. And I didn't want to say anything when we was talking about the Vikings. I waited until now. We also mentioned the odds that everybody stays healthy forever is impossible. So, I mean, it was due, but I don't think there's a clear standout to go running after right now. Yep. So I, I think I mentioned this in the preseason, but there was a 68% injury late rate last year. 68% of all players in the NFL missed at least one game or were injured and, you know, questionable at, at some point during the season last year. Right. Well, you know, a twisted ankle back in the 80s and the 90s, 70s and 60s is entirely a different kind of sprung ankle. Now, with the money they get wrapped up, what's mm -hmm. at stake, 18 games, that ankle used to have to really be swollen and, you know, you couldn't play for a star not to sit. But now they, they pull that pull that plug pretty quick. You're right, man. It times have changed. I mean, I remember Emmett Smith uh, winning that overtime game against the Giants with a separated shoulder. Ronnie Lott chopping his finger off to go back into the game. Like mm -hmm. 
times, oh, yeah. times were different. It's it's funny if you turn around and you say you Google something like NFL photographs, 60s, 50s. Man, every fourth picture you see, the guy's got blood. And he's missing like five teeth, his nose, <laughs> right? And he's wearing a helmet. <laughs> Right. You look at the guys now. I mean, these guys, they might get some grass stain on them, but shit. You tell me last time you seen a dude bleeding out on the field. It's just yeah. I, to me, it just, you know, which is good. Don't get me wrong, but it's not the same kind of football. Right. They, we've, we've made progress in, in protecting players, but the, the back end of that is they don't play as often. Right. All right, so that is the Bills. Hopefully, Russo gets well soon. Uh, moving on to the Commanders. So, no Cole Holcomb last week, and no updates. I looked today; I couldn't find jack shit on him. Did you have you seen anything that says if he's playing or not this week? No, I didn't see any updates on that. Gotcha. Well, well, all right. Well, we know what happens if he doesn't play. Jamin Davis sees a bump. Jamin Davis saw eighty-two percent of snaps without Cole Holcomb last week, and it was John Bostic at sixty-five percent of snaps because David Mayo was not available. Although that is a rabbit hole you don't want to go down. So that that means that Cole Holcomb's not available. So Jamin Davis takes Cole Holcomb's place. So then. David Mayo would normally take Javen Davis's place, but there's no David Mayo. So you got John Bostic. That's like four different things that need to happen for you to play John Bostic. Just don't play John Bostic. There you go. Yeah. Uh, Beyond that, Derek Forrest saw 65%. That was a lot to say, to say, stay the hell away from John Bostic. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, just, just explaining it. Um, any thoughts on Derek Forrest? He's been seeing an increase in snaps the last couple of weeks as like a third safety type guy. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's enough to trust. No, I nothing that I've noticed, not, nothing at this point I'm going to trust. Um, with you on that. Uh, anything yeah. else? Yeah, we have Chase Young. You, you know, he might potentially return. Personally, I'm like probably like you. I'm not going to play him this first week, even though the matchup was looking pretty good. If I'm going to go with anybody, it's probably going to be sweet. I think this is a decent matchup for him, but uh, uh, you know, we're going to see Watt and young making returns here, I guess. uh, Which one's the biggest one, which one's going to pay off biggest. That's a great, that's actually a loaded question because everyone would say Watt automatically, but you know, he stubs his pinky toe and he's gone for a month. It, not not to say Chase Young, that doesn't happen to him as well. I, I would say Chase Young because you can get Chase Young. Watt goes in round three of combined offense IDP startups because people are idiots, you know, so you can't get Watt off waivers, but you can get Chase Young off waivers. Right, right. And people were dropping Young a while back because of the fact that, you know, you're not going to take an IR spot for Chase Young at this point, but you are going to keep one for Watt. So, yeah, that's why right. he's out there. That's true. That's true. And this game is Monday night, too. So that's the other problem. Like, unless I see something concrete saying Young is like 100% back and good to go this week, like, man, you're scrambling if uh, you assume he's going to play and then he's declared inactive 45 minutes before kickoff. Right. Deeper formats. I mean, if you didn't make a move two, three weeks ago, maybe even four weeks ago when when John was mentioning it back then, you know, that he'll be a hot pickup and it could help you out for the rest of the playoffs. And it's very possible. You're probably not going to get a you're not probably not going to get him off the waiver wire, Uh, maybe in a standard format. And if you do it in a standard format, you probably don't have the depth that you're going to have to put on there. So don't play him this week. You know, if if you got to pick him up to play somebody, I wouldn't I wouldn't trust Chase Young even for the future. 
I mean, in a standard format, it's pretty shallow. Yep. I'm with you, man. If this was uh one o'clock on Sunday, I'd feel different about it, but last game of the week, Monday night. And if he doesn't play your shit out of luck, that's not good. No, it's not a good way to end your weekend. This is true, but uh, we'll keep an eye on it and circle back next week. That be the commanders uh, moving on to the dolphins where Eric bro safety was back in our life with 77% of snaps after losing his job to Verone McKinley the week before. Um, so that's good. The world has, you know, gone back to normal um, with that. Javon Holland went back to free deep safety and it seriously killed his proje- production. Uh, I like Eric Rowe being back in there. I think he'll produce pretty well. He has a habit of producing when he gets to play, and it's a little bit more consistent than what we see these youngsters doing. Uh, we'll see. Other than that, uh, I don't think that uh, Bradley Chubb's debut was all that. Uh, but, you know, he just joined the team, so we'll see what's happening. Yeah, and he, and he got to play uh, 73% of snaps. That's not bad for uh, yeah, the, the, the first week. That's decent playing time, so uh, I'm sure he'll get better. And, and Gary's right. Eric Rowe, we've seen in the past, when he gets consistent playing time, he puts up numbers. So that's a solid waiver wire safety for you. Yes, sir. All righty. Eagles, I got nothing. Uh, Do you see anything? No, sir. All right. Eagles look good. Yep, status quo. Status quo. Uh, Jets. So this scared the crap out of everyone. CJ Mosley was injured, left the game, and then returned and put up a massive week. So so that was good. Uh, beyond that, Quincy Williams, 74% of snaps at linebacker. Quan Alexander, 37%. So over the last couple of weeks, we've seen that Quincy has kind of solidified his spot as that second inside linebacker. So that's, that's all I saw. You got anything else? Uh, I just want to keep Everybody focused in those deeper formats on, you know, Jeremiah Johnson. I believe they're in bye this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you can stash them deep somewhere, you know, just somebody to look at for the rest of the season, believe it or not. Yep. He could definitely be salad for you. Mm-hmm. All right. Moving on to the Giants, where beyond the normal stuff that we were tracking, you know, Jalen Smith and whatnot, Xavier McKinney has gone to IR. Is it Dane Belton time? Yes, it is. I, I'm excited about it. I, I've been kind of pulling for this guy on IDP, guys, SGPN, anywhere that anybody will listen to me uh, as a deep option, especially for Dynasty. And what I'm more excited about, not necessarily, is what kind of production he's going to get through this rest of this run while uh, McKinney's on IR, but more of getting a sample of what we might see in the future when we could see a McKinney and Dalton combination instead of a love McKinney combination in which we all know that the non McKinney strong safety position or whatever is not the the producing IDP secondary target in this unit. I'm more excited to see about this long term. I don't I don't think he's going to tear it up. I think he's got a solid matchup this coming week. But after that, it kind of falls off. And I'm not sure, you know, if he's capable of overachieving especially when we look at what McKinney has been doing at this position, which has basically been shit compared to loves. Yeah. You got a good point there. The position he's inheriting uh, is not super productive, but we'll get to see good playing time, a real PFF grade based on real snaps. And that'll tell us a lot about the future. And do they make some kind of adjustment more with Jalen Smith and Crowder again, more to be revealed. That is for sure. That's the giants Patriots. Same shit, different week. 
it you know it was all over the place nothing is set in stone dietrich wise played a lot of snaps for reasons that neither me nor gary will ever understand and uh matt judon had three sacks yeah uh, I, we had a ghost sighting too. Uh, Tahave, what was that guy's name? Oh, J- Jelani Tavai. Yes. Yeah, yeah. He he was actually captured on camera making a couple tackles, if I remember right. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, he he was a hot commodity a couple of years back. <laughs> yeah, and he's getting a plenty of playing time. It's just yeah, he's a ghost. Yep, very strange. So, uh, yep, normal Patriots doing normal things. So, really, just Matthew Judon and everyone else is dangerous. The IDP Pro Players Pod is also presented by IDPGuys.org, where managers and fans can further fear fantasy football knowledge into the depths of dynasty, individual defensive players, super flex, and beyond. That was idpguys.org where they do way more than just defensive football let's pick it up with the nsc and asc west uh we'll start with the cardinals where buddha baker injured to miss quote multiple weeks that's not good i think chris banjo's the replacement thoughts on this yeah i would assume chris banjo i think everybody else is kind of like their eric Rowe, like we were mentioning He's always been that guy, that third wheel for the last year or two. And he actually produces when he's in there, just like those guys would, or pretty much so. We don't have the question if that's confirmed this week, but I mean, if you if you need somebody, he's definitely a hot option. That's true. If you need safety help, Chris Banjo, for however long multiple weeks is, there you go. Beyond that, Isaiah Simmons, 81% of snaps, Zayvon Collins, big game. Uh, any thoughts on these two wonderful linebackers? I was glad to get rid of Simmons, but it broke my heart to watch him kick my ass in the matchup that I traded to the guy. But I'll tell you what, in the end, I, I do feel better. I'm with you. I think it was. A and good I got Von Bell. Right. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> uh, all right. That's the Cardinals. The big news, obviously, the Buda Baker injury. We'll keep an eye on that. Moving on to the Broncos. They were on by last week, so nothing really happened in there. We'll uh, let you know what we see this week. Uh, anything with the Broncos? I'll uh, just keep my eye on this Jacob Martin. Uh, I've mentioned him before. He used to be with them. He went to the Jets. Uh, he'll actually probably see some playing time in, in their system. He showed up a few times. Hey, you never know, so we'll keep an eye on it. Uh, moving on to the Rams. So I didn't see much except Ernest Jones the week prior was at 91% of snaps. This last week was at 57% of snaps. So that's probably game script or, you know, just normal fluctuation. Uh, but what do you think? That's all I take that as is just game script. Whoever their opponent is, it's just, it's a little bit bigger dip and, and they stand out even more when you go from a 90 to a 50, if it would have been a 75 to 60 or 65, wouldn't have stood out so much, I guess. So I'm not too concerned about it. And I believe they have uh Cardinals or Niners this week. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Cardinals. Yep. I kind of expect it to go up a little bit there. Maybe not that 90%. That, that was one of his highest ones, I believe for the season. Yeah, it was. Yep. Uh, beyond that, normal Rams uh, looking pretty good uh, on defense anyway. Chargers. Uh, so I checked on Joey Bosa. He is slated to return mid-November to early December. Uh, anything else on the Chargers? Uh, I thought it was interesting they brought up if Joey Bosa would have been playing because Nick Bosa's in this. If either one of them 
which now falls on Nick Boza. If he gets like a half a sack, that means that the Boza brothers have like a hundred combined sacks or some shit. I think wow. I think I've seen a blurb like that. You know, yeah. don't quote me, folks, but I could have swore that's what I heard. So they were talking about it all falling on Nick Boza. Just an interesting little tidbit there. That is wild. Yeah, that's hey, that's pretty cool. Pretty fast for them to get there. Uh, okay, moving on to the Seahawks. Notable playing times. Cody Barton, 43% of uh, snaps this uh, last week. Still swirling the toilet. Ryan Neal, 100% of snaps. That's back up to 100% of snaps after 80-something the week before and being questionable all week in practice. So that's great news. He's right back up there where we need him to be. He's been wonderful. Uchenna Nwosu, 78% of snaps. A little bit quieter game after the monster game the week before, but still playing plenty. Any thoughts on the Seahawks? It's interesting that we're actually getting some IDL production with Woods and Ford occasionally. I mean, it's kind of like, you know, production we've never really seen from the interior defensive line for a few years over there. Other than that, status quo. Chiefs, Willie Gay, 73% of snaps. And then this is his second or third week back after a four-week suspension. Trent McDuffie got his first start at cornerback, 96% of snaps. Nothing else stood out to me here. Frank Clark is suspended. We talked about that. Anything else in the Chiefs? The uh, rookie Kalafalus I mentioned last week, you know, it was like a perfect matchup on paper for him to uh, show up, and he did not. So... <laughs> I didn't find that encouraging. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think he has a cool nickname and uh, that gave him some hype at the start of the season, but he hasn't done anything. So, yeah. Uh, all right. So chiefs are looking good. Uh, 49ers were on by last week. No changes or issues. I did see that Aziz Al Shair is getting close to returning from IR. That doesn't mean anything except that if uh, Greenlaw or Warner goes down, that would be the replacement instead of, Demetrius Flanagan Fowles or whoever the hell the other guy was that uh, Oren Burks. Yes. Or Oren Burks. We can forget them and go with Aziz Al Shair, who was actually a pretty good replacement. And in week eight, they actually played Jimmy Ward and Gibson and Huffigan. Well, I, I'm, I'm, I'm messing it up, man. The <laughs> uh, Huffman. I'm going to call him the Huffman. No, I love that. Just, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, he's actually kind of earned something. Danny. He's pretty damn good. <laughs> but either way, they played all three of them. At, at least it looks like uh, 90% plus of the snaps a week. Eight. And I don't think it really hurts anybody. Jimmy Ward's never really been a relevant in the past to begin with. Uh, it's just kind of interesting to see. Uh, 49ers play three safeties full-time no, like that. No, I've never seen that either. No, that's that definitely stands out. And uh, they had the Rams that week, I believe. Might have so, had something to do with having Orrin Burks in there too. Yeah, definitely could be. So, yeah, we'll see if that happens again this week. Uh, okay, that'd be the Niners, though. Pretty quiet on their front. Uh, Raiders, though, anything but quiet. Divine Diablo injured, went to the short-term IR. He's gone for at least a month. Blake Martinez, once again relevant, took over. Played 91% of snaps. Is the hottest waiver wire pickup this week, easily. Denzel Perryman stayed right where he normally is. 75% of snaps. Thoughts on that? Uh, it was a nice signing for the Raiders uh, to do, what, a couple of weeks ago. They could be a lot worse off right now. They could be, I'm not sure where Jalen Brown, Jerry, is it Jalen Brown? Yeah, yeah. he's, Jan, he's been on, uh, not IR, but he's been out and injured a couple weeks now mm -hmm. in a row. Yeah, they would have been screwed. 
Yep. So uh, the safety situation, I think with uh, them dropping Abrams, it's kind of surprising that I'm going to be saying this after so many years of him in New England and me not saying his name because he never produced in his position or role there, uh, that Harmon is becoming a pretty damn secure option in the matchups, right? You're not kidding. I've actually been looking at this in a all IDP league. I mean, Harmon has had the playing time and the production the last three weeks. So that's a good safety if you need one. Trayvon Morig, however, who did play 94% of snaps, does not produce with that playing time and has not ever produced with that playing time. So Right. Yeah. I think he actually produced like the prior week and we ever told everybody, don't go chasing. It's not there. It's fake. Yeah, it is fake. Yeah. He, he's, you know what he's good in? He's good in all 22 because they, they, they give you points based on your PFF grade. He's got a nice, fine PFF grade, but he doesn't give you any real stats. Fact. The National Breast Cancer Foundation reports that a woman is diagnosed with breast cancer every two minutes. And we already know finding new innovations in research, surgical options, and clinical trials is essential to finding a cure. And to all those fantasy football ladies that may be listening, We also know with early detection, your survival rate goes up. And that's why breast self-exams are very important and the best way to give your old girls their best fighting chance to win the championship. So, with all that being said, the fellas here at the IDP Pro Players Pod would like to remind everyone, the National Breast Cancer Foundation does take donations. So please, go and give what you can. And let's give our mothers, our wives, our sisters, and every woman, the support, the resources, and maybe even more importantly, the hope by knowing we all really do care and that does it for us on the week nine review week 10 preview uh gary any final thoughts uh no i'm just getting ready to go over to the sgpn merch shop get me one ugly sweater for christmas yeah those do look pretty pretty good uh i hope they have a matching coffee cup man i love coffee yeah, you do drink a lot of coffee, like an unhealthy amount. Yeah, yeah. Uh, speaking of, I'm going to go get some, folks. You all have a great weekend. And, John, as always, my friend, it's been a pleasure. Yes, sir. We'll let it ride and see you all next week. Take care now.